0: Hey guys, happy fourth Sunday of Advent. Today we sit down with Priscilla of The Little Catholic. You might recognize her jewelry, from her gorgeous miraculous medals to her statement Sacred Heart of Jesus necklace. Her pieces are unforgettable and definitely a way to evangelize hearts. Listen to the end of this episode for a special discount for our listeners. But her story she so generously shares with us today is sure to inspire all of us in this final week of Advent. Through the sacred beauty that is the Catholic faith and found in the lives of the saints and our prayers, this longing for something bigger runs deep. Priscilla reminds us that the thrill of hope is near, and the weary world rejoices.
1: Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts.
0: Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go.
1: All right, Priscilla, thank you so much for being here with us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Today on the show, uh, Kenz and I have Priscilla, who is also known on Instagram as The Little Catholic. She started the shop, The Little Catholic, soon after converting to Catholicism. She was brought to the Catholic faith through beauty. Priscilla was mesmerized by the prayers of the rosary, which soon led her deeper into the splendor, tradition, and beauty of the Catholic Church. This culminated in discovering the truth of the Eucharist, Christ's body, and blood. The Little Catholic Jewelry Company was born from her personal desire to connect deeper with her newfound faith in a tangible and meaningful way. This inspired the dainty, beautiful pieces that you see in her shop today. Every piece is created to evoke inspiration and peace throughout your day. Priscilla, thanks so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having (laughs) me. We're so happy you're here, Priscilla. So we would love to know more about you. Have you always been an artist and always been interested in making jewelry? How did this come about?
2: I think since I was a little girl, I've always been into art, anything that is beautiful, anything that is handmade. Um, When I was little, my mom used to paint these little Indian faces. I don't even know what they're called, but I believe they're made out of ceramic. And I used to just watch her paint. And I just thought it was so cool. And she always encouraged us to be creative. And we always saw her being creative. So I think a lot of it stemmed from there and just for me, the most beautiful thing in the world is nature. And for me, like, if I need some peace, I'll go out to the ocean and I'll just stare at it. And I just think that's Mm -hmm. the most beautiful piece of art ever in the world. And no one else could create it but God. So uh, that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. And, and, and truthfully, I've always wanted to create when I was little, my friend Jasmine and I, we used to create like, perfumes and we would try and sell them and we used to have like these fake little stores where we would have actual yard sales where we would make stuff and sell it to people Uh and yeah so I think I've always been a little artist slash entrepreneur since I was a little so cool (laughs) yeah
1: I feel like that is like almost in your spirit at an almost an early age, because I feel so similar. Like when I was growing up, there were seven of us and I created my own like craft closet in our house. And I like made it my own little like workshop because when you're in Uh a big family, it's like hard to have your own little space. But I would just like, I don't even know. I would like decoupage things and just stay (laughs) up late at night. Like it didn't. It, yeah. it's formed into more like digital art. But um, but yeah, I do think that like we have these little seeds of what we're meant to be like pretty early on and it's kind of all about like discovering it. Um, so I guess that leads into the next question, which is what inspired you ultimately to um, start your business, The Little Catholic?
2: I, so it was shortly after my conversion, and I just feel like a lot of things were changing in that like brief moment, really, where, you know, now I'm Catholic and I just felt like my life needed more. Like there was so much more to life, like, it, like as if my eyes were open to possibilities of. I, and I think I'm trying to explain it as the best way I can, but I feel like for years my soul was dormant. And like all the gifts that I have. And I think that once I started to realize my value in in God to where I just started to feel like, hey, I can do these things that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have my own company. I have the brains like I'm very motivated and driven and I love making stuff. I love making things happen. Um, so I just thought to myself, like, why not? why not do it like you have and I've I've always like I'm very big at pep talks to myself like sometimes I'll be in front of the mirror and I'm like you can do this you can do this you can do this and that's amazing um, I think for me yeah I mean I was like why don't you just do it like I have a lot of internal conversations with myself all day every day with God with myself and I just said like just do it you have nothing to lose You know, like if it works out, cool. If not, whatever. Try again. Do something different. And in the beginning, we, it was kind of very messy, but I feel like I figured out my my path business-wise and yeah, and and it's worked out, thank God. Um, I think, I feel very lucky. I know obviously I'm blessed, but I also feel very lucky. You feel like it was one pivotal
0: moment that- kind of converted you to the faith sorry to get us off track but I'm really curious was it you had this love for beauty and art you're saying and then you were falling in love with the church and you kind of found the happy medium that God was calling you to or was it can you walk us through that moment
2: yeah I I um so I worked for an Irish Catholic for like 12 years and she always kind of put little seeds in me like inviting me to her tuesday rosary yeah. and i was always like oh, thank you <laughs> like, you know
1: oh my gosh an irish catholic yeah. i i love this story already yeah. <laughs> me
2: too. so she you know she would invite me and a lot of the parishioners would go there and they would talk to me and i would talk to them and um i always noticed like specifically in my boss's my ex-boss the irish catholic like, whenever they ran into problems, they were so, like, peaceful about it. And I was like, these people are crazy, you know. At the time, I was dating this person. And he played a role in it, too. Um, and just all these little things that I, I, I didn't know were where it was coming from. But then, ultimately, I realized it was all God and Catholicism. But um, I'm kind of getting off track here. But I think, for me the most pivotal moment for me was when this parishioner came into our store and he was telling me to listen to this radio station. Um, It's called relevant radio. I don't know if that's what it's called now for what it is, if it's what it was called then, but um, it was on. Oh yeah. So he told me to listen to the radio station. I turned it on because I just wanted to see what it was about. And it was with Patrick Madrid. And I started listening to Patrick Madrid every morning. And then at nighttime, when I would, when I was driving home from work, um, they would play the rosary. I think it was at like 8 o'clock or like 7.30. And I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, this sounds so beautiful. But I didn't think anything <laughs> of it, you know? It was just like, like passing by a beautiful building. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. And you don't think about it, you know? But then I started listening to the rosary like, every day and then I started to memorize it and I'm like I love this I don't I still don't know what it is but I just love it it sounds so beautiful and then December 8th a couple years ago which is a holy day of obligation which I didn't know back then what the heck that meant but I just knew that the guy on the radio said to go to mass so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to mass tonight after work. And I didn't even know why, but I just felt like drawn to go. And I was Googling Catholic churches. Wow. You know, mass times after work. Little did I know that all mass times are basically the same. But again, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, um, I show up to mass. I walk in the front door and I talk to the usher. His name was Perry. I'll never <laughs> forget his name. But I was just like, hey, Perry. Um, I just want to come here and I just want to sit in the back. And he's like, okay. He was so sweet about it. He wasn't oh. weird about it. You know? And he sat me down. He gave me a card and then I just watched everything unfold. And I've, I've never seen... That was the first time I've seen mass, And I just thought it was the most beautiful, most reverent thing wow. I've ever seen. And then... Well, I'm and just, like, just speechless. <laughs> I know. I'm like, What? <laughs> So from that day on, I was like, I, I need to be here. I want I want this. I don't know what it is, but I know that I need it. So I started reading more. I did read a couple pages up until it led on Theology of the Body and how he talks about the Eucharist. And that's really where I stopped. But I feel like that's all that I needed to read at that time wow. in my life. And how he explained that Jesus comes down from heaven just for you every time at mass. And for me, that was really hard to understand. But I was so happy Mm -hmm. that I did. Because from like from a man from like me thinking of men, I've never really had an example up until now I have a great stepdad. But before then, I never had an example of men. So for me, the connection to like Jesus and him actually coming down, and like what the Eucharist actually meant, it didn't mean much to me. Cause I didn't ever have that like fatherly connection. So I never saw Jesus as a father. He was just like a God, Mm -hmm. you know, that makes sense. But the moment that I realized that it was him coming down every day for me, that for me, like I was like crying. I was like, how can something, how can this be? You know? And then after that, I thought like, if this is true, then what the heck am I doing? Like, I need to act on this now. I need to go, full speed in that direction. And I called every RCIA in my area and nobody called me
1: back. Shame on them. (laughs) First of all, that (laughs) is the issue that we, that's another issue for another day, but. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. (laughs) As someone who works for a diocese, I'm ashamed to hear that, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Like I was, I'm very called back. I'm like, hey, I need you to call me back. I need someone to call me back. Like immediately, this is important, you know, so. Um, Sister Teresita from St. Philip's Apostle in Pasadena called me back and she was just so amazing and so sweet. And she had me confirmed in July. Like she had me confirmed before Easter, right? Is that before? No, no, no That's not. Yeah. That's after Easter. So she wow. got confirmed early. <laughs> then waiting, I think, cause I was so persistent with her. Like, no, I want to be Catholic. You don't understand. Like I would always argue with her oh. and saying like, you have no idea. Like, I love I, I need to be Oh Catholic. my God. And then it's so beautiful. Yeah. And then that year that I was confirmed right before I well, actually right before I got confirmed, I took a trip to Rome for eight days. Like I called my boss and I'm like, Joan, I'm leaving Rome in two days. Joan <laughs> <laughs> of Yeah. And you know what's so funny is inside of her store she has all of these Catholic things that are in there that I never knew were Catholic. I just always thought they were beautiful. Wow. And then to St. Phillips, I'm like oh wait a second we have that in our store you know so I just feel like God's always been around but I was I just didn't have the eyes to see and now I do and I just I can never unsee it and I can never unknow the Eucharist and it's just so beautiful and I, I can't get enough of it and I think of Jesus every day oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, Priscilla it, that's so beautiful but, but you know I'm just glad that I know now I wish that I've known sooner, but it's okay. no.
1: I think that a lot of times your people's stories, like what you just said, the reason why we were so silent is because that story that you just shared is so impactful to catholics who've been catholic their whole life because a lot of times if you've been handed it you don't have um you have to work to get that hunger that you talked about where you're like calling every RCIA and you're just like hungry to to learn more and become catholic and so every time you share that story like you're not just impacting people outside the church you're also like Re inspiring Catholics like us. Um, and for people listening who don't know, um, like your following and your platform is so monumental. I mean, you have uh, like 40,000 plus followers. And so to have a story like this, as well as the platform and the beautiful business that you have, um, I mean, the power in that is so huge. So that's amazing.
2: Thank you. I need to share it more. I need to work on that. Maybe someone can help me in that in that way to be more like to you know talk more about myself which I don't do enough because I just feel I don't know I just feel like I don't want I don't really want it to be about me that's why you don't see many pictures about me you know like it's kind of rare because I just don't want to take away from the beauty that exists but I guess by what you're saying maybe I should try absolutely to talk more about my oh my gosh well, 100% like, even
0: when you just gave that testimony priscilla you didn't say one thing about yourself you were pointing it back to jesus in Mm -hmm. the real and living flesh that we get to receive as catholics and honestly we take for granted every day like it's cradle catholics it's easy to just go through the motions and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you you were so hungry for it you couldn't wait another day like that's how we all need to be living so thank you for sharing that it was so beautiful
1: But if you could expand on any, I mean, any reactions that friends and family had to that. um,
2: Absolutely. Um, So one of the first reactions was from my parents. who They are like, I don't even know what they are. They're like Protestant, non-denominational. I'm not sure. But it was pretty bad. They're like actually she just said something bad to where she wished that I was doing something different Mm -hmm. really bad (laughs) and I just said okay you know and I thought to myself like if they really knew what I know what I now know like they would never say that and for me like the whole time like for my confirmation day I didn't invite anyone because I just I just didn't want to deal with the snarky comments or saying like C, they worship Mary or C they worship the saints. The saints, look at this church. You know, I just mm-hmm. so I went there by myself with my sponsor, who was also my was Joan, my <laughs> ex. Oh. and um, you know, you know, I had the that moment where oil on your head, and I remember feeling like kind of sad and emotional because I looked out and I didn't see anyone that I knew, you know, but then. Like the, and I knew that was the devil trying to steal the beauty away from the moment, Mm -hmm. but I just knew like Priscilla, and I told myself like Priscilla, there's like a bunch of angels and saints in heaven right now rejoicing with you. So don't let that, you know, so I get emotional when I talk about it because it it does hurt a little, you know, but it's okay. It's fine.
1: But that's Um, beautiful what you just shared because, um, I think so many people, um, or have i've heard similar stories and again so impactful because for me hearing that it's like you did this on your own like that is so incredible to me that you found this on your own you found the faith on your own and you're pursuing it on your own that's that's incredible
2: yeah i knew that like if i had to choose one i'd obviously choose jesus and i was fine with that i was fine with whatever was going to come from that, because I knew that I found home already, yeah. you know, and everything else is temporal. So right. for the rest of that day on my confirma- confirmation day, I just went to the beach and I had my little tent <laughs> and I just watched families and I played a little bit in the water and I just went home. But I just, I thought it was the most beautiful day ever. And I love that day. What day but, is it, Priscilla? Oh, um, I believe it's July 15th. Wow. I believe it's July. I have to look. It's your special, special birthday, kind of. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? My family's fine with it now. They'll like make little comments about my rosaries or (laughs) things. But again, I just say, you know what, if they knew, like Mm -hmm. if they knew, they would not say that. Yeah. Um, You know, like the comments about like Mary and stuff. And I'm just like, you have no idea what you're
1: saying but okay never you never know? know like when things will you know impact people you know down the road it might not be right away but do they what do they think of i guess um what you've yes. built the business and everything like they must see that and see that like clearly that was like a gift and a calling put on your heart because you're serving so many people like like us we're crazy about the stuff you make so um mm-hmm. i guess what do they think of of that
2: my, my parents think it's amazing, like my stepdad, he owned a Snap-on franchise for 30 years and I'm telling him like what's going on and like about sales and like, you know, stuff like that. And he's like shocked. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe that. That is crazy. Awesome. And my sister, Crystal, I actually hired her to be in charge of the Order Fulfillment Center in North Carolina. So she, she thought I was getting like three orders a month and, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's, it's, your life is going to be over. Like you're going to be so busy and you're going to be like just prepping. So I went over there in July and I got her, like got everything set up and now she's in charge of the order fulfillment center. And it's been wild. Like, wow. Wow. I- wake up every day and I'm like how is this even real like this is insane you know like obviously oh, awesome. it time it did not happen I did not trust me I did not I've I like I went for months like talking to the wall but I'm so like stubborn and I think I thank God for that and I thank God for like my ADHD I thank God for all of that because I feel like all of that has helped me mm-hmm. you know with what I have now and mm-hmm. that's why I always see new products because I cannot stop bringing stuff out like I'm obsessed this is my passion so Mm for me like I'm looking right now I have a little piece of paper in front of me and I have about like 14 new pieces in front of me that I have to photograph but today's a dark day and I can't photograph it today so um yeah I mean it's all exciting my family is shocked they're obviously very proud of me um I don't know if they see like the Catholic side of it because they don't think that way But they see that I am, you know, working all the time. But I don't know if they make the connection yet, you know. Mm, They will, Priscilla.
0: It's like with Joan and the rosary, you heard it so many times it became just part of your life. And they'll see your pieces and be drawn to the beauty because that's the church. I mean, it's the definition of the faith is beauty, I think, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Beauty will save the world. And it's so true. Mm hmm
0: wow yeah
2: i mean you look at churches and people who don't believe in god go in there and they stare at it yes beauty is so Mm -hmm. even when you go on vacation do you go and do you book a hotel in the ugliest dirtiest rattiest place no because it's not beautiful and it's not you know like Mm -hmm. beauty it changes you and it's just it catches you like the other day one of my girls megan she posted a video it was yesterday of this family on her insta stories singing and i'm swiping through and i hear them and i just stop and i'm like oh my god this is so beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stops you, in tracks mm. and that's why i think beauty is so important for our faith and for our souls and and everything
1: amen yeah
2: amen in jp2's letter to the artist he
0: says those who perceive in themselves this kind of divine spark which is the artistic vocation, feel at the same time the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it in order to put it at the service of their neighbor and of humanity as a whole. Artists who are conscious of all this know too that they must labor without allowing themselves to be driven by the search for empty glory or the craving for cheap popularity. There is therefore an ethic, even a spirituality of artistic service, which contributes in its way to the life and renewal of people. So JP2 talks about there being an ethics and spirituality behind artists and artistic endeavors. And how do you stay true to yourself and your authentic artistic vision while remaining on social platforms like Instagram, you kind of spoke about this, Priscilla, um, getting yourself out there and what, cause it can, you know, foster competition and sometimes inauthenticity. So
2: what do you think about all that? Yeah. I think for me, when it comes to Instagram, uh, like I just made my private profile public today because I just, I'm kind of a private person, but I think for me, like with the art that I put out, like for instance, my script lines, mm-hmm. ones that are words, I just, it's hard because I just like to make stuff. Okay. I love making stuff. I love making new stuff. I, I've never like looked at someone else and said, I want to be like them because for me, they already exist. Why do you want to be like them? Mm -hmm. Mm, Amen. That's where everything for me sprouts from. That's like if I were to make another blessed is she, like Mm -hmm. why that they already exist. Mm -hmm. So for me, I always start from there. It's like, what is my vision? What do I want? What would I wear? What do I think is beautiful? And then I go from there. Is there competition? Absolutely. Within this past year, so many people have started their own shops, which is great. But ultimately, I I just don't look at anyone and say I want to be like them or I want to make something like them. I don't know. I mean, I've just been that way. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with that, though. Like, I know for me, it's like I'll see some good idea or I'll see something that someone's doing and I'm like, oh, shoot, now I can't do anything like that because mm-hmm. that one person is doing it. But it's like there's millions of people in the world. Yeah. Like just because one person is doing something similar doesn't mean that you can't, you know, have your own um, your own thing. And yeah. they're completely different because you're two different souls and you have two different creativities. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's tough.
2: It is tough. And also, I mean, go look at the miraculous metal. Everyone has the same miraculous medal, because you kind of have to, but the thing is you have to make your own version of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you look now, we have so many beautiful digital artists who make like our lady of perpetual help or make an image of Mary or make the divine mercy image, like making their own little interpretations, you know? And I think mm-hmm. wonderful and beautiful, um, I think it's important, though, to not be the same as someone else. (laughs) And that's where, like, everything that I stem, like, I stand for as a business is, like, I always try and be different because you don't want to be someone else, you know, so...
1: And I think it's really cool that you pursued something so specific. Like you became Catholic. You looked at the medals and you said, these aren't something I want to wear, which I think all of us have probably thought that, but we all were like, well, these are the only ones we have. So let's (laughs) just wear these, you know? And like, if we're being honest, like that's what we all thought. And here, like God put it on your heart to do this. And now you are blessing so many women and evangelizing in such a cool way when people wear your pieces, it might spark a conversation at a coffee shop or somewhere where the friend says, Hey, what is that? And then they can say, Oh, it's the sacred heart of Jesus. And then you start talking about it. So to me, it's like, Oh wow, this is just such a cool story. I'm so moved by it. And the, the, um, whole letter to artists by JP two is really incredible. There's one part I was trying to find the quote, but I couldn't find the specific paragraph. Mm -hmm. Um, but he talks about how artists are imperative for the church itself, because without artists, the beauty that you guys were just talking about, um, cannot be portrayed. And so like for Christ to be revealed within beauty, there needs to be like artistic creation for that to take place. Mm-hmm. And so it's really this encouraging letter um, that's super beautiful that just says like, look, like continue to pursue your passions because they are, they're critical for the church.
0: Wow, That's why we loved having you on Priscilla because Bridget and I both come from an artistic background as well. Um, I went to acting school and Bridget went to film school and, and you're an artist. And so it's all different, but it's all Art And I think it's easy to yeah. get caught up in the Catholic faith and um, just the, you know, normal day-to-day and what does the church need. And and yeah. you forget that it just needs you. Like, that's mm-hmm. all God needs is you yeah. and your most authentic self. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: Totally. And Ken's and I have been, like, this podcast has been, like, pretty much years of us, like, trying to figure yeah. out, like, okay, what is... God want us to do because we had so many similarities, but then differences like she was in acting school in New York and I was in film school. And so the two definitely have parallels, but um, they were also different. And so we would do like video projects here and there. And Mm -hmm. we met at Seek, which is its own crazy story. And then we found out at a Seek conference in Florida that we lived like a block away from each other in New York City. So it was just like God wants
0: artists together.
1: Yeah, God like really like plants paths for a reason. And it's just cool to see how things unfold when you follow him.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You just have to follow. That's the scary part.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. If,
2: if we talk about that all the time. Oh, like if you follow him, you're going to be, he's going to be with you. I'm not going to say you're going to be okay, but he's uh, he's going to be with you. Exactly. And that's the most important thing is that he's with you, even if you don't want him to be. <laughs>
1: Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, Priscilla, but what is one piece of advice that you could give our listeners who maybe have a dream on their heart, but they haven't yet taken the steps to pursue it? Um, Maybe it's because of doubt or fear. Um, What is a piece of advice you would give them um, for overcoming that?
2: Well, there's always going to be doubt and fear. Just don't think that it's going to disappear once you become brave to take the first step. That's the first thing you should know is that it's always going to be scary and you never know what's going to happen. But if you don't try, it's never going to happen. But if you do try, then it could happen. So that's my thing is just try. That's all you have to do. Just try, you know, make little steps every day. If you want to start a business, go on GoDaddy, see if that business name is taken, go on Instagram, (laughs) you know, like make little steps, like do what you want and what you feel called to do. You know?
1: That's perfect. That's it. (laughs) Okay. We're gonna have a follow-up with Priscilla for Catholic Entrepreneurs. We will have (laughs) tips and tricks and we're definitely having back on. (laughs) Yes.
0: Priscilla will be one of the lead speakers at our next retreat.
1: Our next exactly. We have to share we have to share our master our master plan with her.
2: I wanna have I was saying that to um, yes! with me and I was like, I want to have one so badly.
1: <gasps> oh,
2: you know? my goodness. oh my goodness. So, <laughs> <Don't say it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You're never going to be ready. You're not, even mm-hmm. when it's, you're not going to be ready. Just now when we started the podcast, you're like, Oh gosh, I didn't think of that. And I thought I was, mm-hmm. of course. And we weren't. Yeah. So.
1: I, exactly.
2: Like just jump in head first and just make a date Start putting out little feelers and go from there.
0: Priscilla, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. I feel like there were, I don't know about you, B, but I was tearing up half of that. Um, Oh my gosh. Yes. Before you go, where um, can we find you on social media, online for anyone who still wants to make Christmas orders?
2: Yeah, so it's never too late to place your order. We also have gift cards, just throwing it out there. But you can find me on thelittlecatholic.com or you can find me on Instagram, thelittlecatholic. We also own the little Catholic on Instagram, but we're the little Catholic. So you can find me there.
0: Speaking of the little Catholic, Priscilla is offering our listeners 15% off their order with code unraveled. 15 that's unraveled 15 and
2: yeah little catholic.com
1: awesome. thanks priscilla Thank this was so amazing much. yeah you're
2: welcome thanks for
0: listening to this episode of unraveled podcast stay connected with us over on instagram at unraveled podcast or on spotify at the unraveled podcast